about Trying to figure out what it's all about Existentialist Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know I don't know That was the great sounds of Watson with Outside on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven Myself Prestige with my partner in crime Long Island Raised Elm City Made E Z Blues is in the building. Easy Blues, you are better with introductions more than me. Who do we have with us today on Behind the Brand? Ladies and gentlemen, there is an amazing proverb out there where energy is held in your hair. Um, whether you sit there and you go about Samson and Delilah or any of these aspects, you truly see hair, the importance of hair and the how it can be very integral as we grow as a society. Now, when you have hair that is more acceptable on a mainstream level, that can actually make your life go a little bit easier and you become a false standard of beauty. But when you are truly yourself and allowed to live 100% free and 100% taken care of and see that representation of who you are and can be, that is one of the purest forms of beauty in society. And our next guest lives by that and has now created an entire brand around supporting what other people wanted to tell you was not the proper standard. And that is true hero right there so put your hands together for the absolutely amazing uh luvina leslie thank you for being here thank you for everything that you do thank you so much thank you so much when i um side note when i heard prestige introduce you i'm like i need i need an introduction like that it's like <laughs> introduction <laughs> but thank you i appreciate your introduction so thoughtful Absolutely, we try. Um, it usually comes organically with easy. I mean, <laughs> he thinks I'm he weird. has an optimistic I'm... mindset about everybody, um, positive thoughts. Yes. He tries to. <laughs> um, but just beginning, what does entrepreneurship mean to you? Um, entrepreneurship is, um, I guess in the simplest form, is just being a business owner. Mm. Mm -hmm. Blunt, I love it. <laughs> i definitely love it I mean, get absolutely yeah. absolutely no one nagging you and telling you what to do yeah. um being creative yeah. and expressive for who you are i think we're all with these points um but what made you want to do hair why hair why make that a passion why make that into your life because it feels like just what i've seen through instagram and all your promotion just through the ct curly hair salon that it's not a job to you and your team it, it's a lifestyle please tell me about that right so uh, i grew up doing hair mm -hmm. i probably i probably did my parents aren't alive to tell me the story but i'm going to make up my own story and probably that i did all of my doll's hair um, but I do know for sure that I did my sister's hair. I have two younger sisters and, uh, my mom was a white woman. My dad was a black man. And my mom was Jewish woman with long hair that grew down to her waist. She, it oh, grew wow. as long as she wanted it to grow. And then my dad was a black man with like an Afro, literally every morning he would pick his Afro. And so getting our hair done by my mom meant 
we looked a frizzy mess because she was not going to put hair grease in our hair and oh, getting man. done by our dad meant like getting combed with the Afro comb with like just no mercy. And um, out of necessity, I imagine I learned to do my hair and do my sister's hair, but that's not how I started my career. I also did work for a hair salon in my late teens. Mm-hmm. And I remember the lady saying like, oh, like we make really good money here. But I didn't believe her because I thought like, you can't possibly love what you do and have fun. Mm-hmm. So I went into I went into jobs where I made money because that's what I thought was the important thing in life. My thought was, I just want to make money. I don't, I don't care what I do for a living. Everybody's miserable at what they do for a living. Like we just need to see how we can make the most money. So that's what I did. I made a lot of money. I always had good paying jobs. Right. I was good good at what I did. And um, God just always allowed me to work really good jobs and make really good money. It wasn't until I was about 25 after working 26 jobs and trying to find my way. In 20, life. By 25 years old, you worked 26 jobs. 26 jobs. That's crazy. Crazy, right? Yeah. But I think that even though, even though in my mind, I thought I needed to go work and make money. Like this is like, this is my my uh, goal in life is to make the most money as possible. Mm-hmm. Me working 26 jobs showed that I wasn't really, I didn't really believe that because if I really believed that I would have stuck with like the one that paid me well, but mm-hmm. I've never been the kind of person. It didn't matter how much money I make. I'm like, you guys are going to tell me I can't take the day off. Nah, it's not going to work for me. Oh, you're going to tell me I can't have like purple hair, even though I don't want purple hair. Nah, that's not going to work for me. But um, that's when I was about 25 years old, I prayed, I asked God, you know, God, please show me what you put me on this earth to do. And through different signs and conversations and just mystical happenings, I realized that hair was the direction I was supposed to be going in. And so that's why I went into hair. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I trust all the mystical happenings. (laughs) I do like, oh my gosh, that leaf is moving to the right. I'm supposed to take a right. Like that's just how I am. It's really strange, but it works for me. Now, like you said, 25 years old, you decided to take control of your life. Um, mm-hmm. I know you started off in New York City. Am I correct? Just with your whole training and just like learning the real profession, how to be a hairstylist. Am I right? So I started my training at Aveda um, Institute in Charlotte, North Carolina. Right. Gotcha. And I moved back to Connecticut after mm-hmm. my year and a half there. Then I worked in New Haven and I got my first formal curly haircutting training in New York City. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. And okay. brought it and and then used it here where I worked at a salon. Gotcha. 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 How competitive was New York? You know, I didn't stay there. I okay. um I, I think even then though, e- even now, for 14 years later, I mean, what's competition really? You know what I mean? Right. Like what's competition? There's enough for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Easy. I see the light above your head. What do you think about that? Well, no, it's you covered a bunch of like amazing uh, topics there. And I love how you kind of resounded on, you know, what is competition? Cause you seem to be the person that is in competition with yourself. Right. You know, you are continuing to push, you're continuing to grow, you're continuing to evolve, whether that be um, from a business aspect or a work hustle aspect um, through the artistry of cutting hair. And then to focus on, you know, a particular haircut, hairstyle, um, that it does, again, against the the, um, the made-up look of, you know, what 
societal norm beauty is supposed to be, you know, you've had people that take these chances and are destroying their hair yeah. to fit something that's not them. And you're jumping into an industry and making sure there is a safe place for them to be as beautiful as a soul as possible. And you can see that be ingrained in you as a human, you know, at 25 with the 26 jobs, when it didn't feel the most you, you left. <laughs> and at 25, you found the you you wanted to invest in. Mm -hmm. um, I appreciate that. And I really wanted to, to, to call that out, but also to highlight, you know, as you're continuing to move forward and continuing to grow, this isn't your final Pokemon evolution. No. You know, where is the next, you know, when, when are you going to be like Pikachu, like times 37? Right. So great question. So, you know, uh, and this also goes back to your, your, your question at the beginning about entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. um, I'm currently in the Goldman Sachs 10,000 small business program in New York. And we're learning about exit strategy and like what it is that we really want for our life. So one of the things that I've realized as an entrepreneur, and I think it's so it's something that most five-year, seven-year, 10-year entrepreneurs can relate to is that we spend so much time doing all the things that we started doing in the beginning. Mm -hmm. So this month will be the last month that I'm doing hair. So I will not be doing hair anymore after this month because oh. I've realized in my really happy entrepreneurial spirit that yeah. I'm I have to run this business and uh -huh. I can't run this business doing hair, but I've realized that my job is to keep my stylist chairs filled. Yeah. So that means I'm networking. That means I'm brainstorming. I'm figuring mm -hmm. out how to get more business, how to get more exposure to the salon. And that, and that's my gift besides being able to lead people. Leading people is also one of my gifts, mm -hmm. but one of my gifts is networking and relating to people and building relationships. And that is, that's essentially how businesses are built. And because that is what I'm good at, that is what I have decided that I'm going to start focusing on is building those relationships so that the people that I provide job opportunities for are, are able to make as much money as they want to make. So, yeah, so that's, that's, that's like the short term right now. Um, mm -hmm. But there, there's always something that I'm working on in, in this program. I'm actually uh, working on creating online courses for um, for businesses, actually. Mm -hmm. At first, the thought was um, business to consumer. But right. now that I'm in this cohort with like 30-something other business people, it, it's such a challenge to think bigger than business mm -hmm. to consumer. And as a business person, when you think B2B, business to business, mm -hmm. You can impact so many more people because you're you're working with the, the the leader and then they can disperse your information or your knowledge to their teams. And so I can impact much greater if I'm working business to business. So right. um, that's just what's exciting next on my list. But I'm I'm forever evolving. And if we talk in 10 years, we'll be like, what are you doing now with your life, Lavina? And only God knows what I'll be doing yeah. at that point. <laughs> You're just going to let God take his course. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, for sure. Everything that I can fit in this lifetime, I'm going to fit it in. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, tell me how your, your daughter was your inspiration of doing for doing what you do. Which? My older daughter? Um, yeah, older daughter. Yeah, I, I, I just thought you had one kid. I'm sorry. 
Oh, yes. So, no, I have three, actually. No, 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 no. It's good to be corrected. It's good to be yes. corrected. Go right ahead. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to yeah, overstep you. Because they're all my inspiration. But, yeah. you know, I, um, it, this is like kind of a funny story. And it's, mm. it's a little petty, to be completely honest with you. But there were two things, actually, that, um, that, that kind of pushed me onto my entrepreneurial journey. Entrepreneurial journey. The first uh -huh. one I worked at, I remember asking for a Saturday off because um, her birthday fell on a Saturday. And they said, yeah. no. Wow. Was like, but, um, wow. That's very selfish. well with me, right? It didn't right. sit very well with me, but mm -hmm. I mean, as a, as an adult now, who you know, my kid's twenty, I'm like, Lavina, you could have had a party on the Sunday. You didn't. Ha it didn't have to mm -hmm. be on that Saturday. Right. Um, and then, the, and then the second salon that I worked at, which I really loved working for, it was a really great work environment. Mm -hmm. um, I had asked one day for her to come in the salon on a. It was a voting day, but it wasn't a major election, and I was the only stylist on. And they told me no, she could not come into the salon with me. And she's she's a quiet, mild mannered child. Yeah. And, and that was part of the thing that I thought, like, wow, I I can't be with her on this day. I have to find somebody to be with her and um once i opened my salon she would get off the bus she would come to the salon she would be with me till we close eight o'clock nine o'clock ten o'clock it didn't matter but knowing that i could be with her as a single mother motivated me to open the salon because i knew that i would be able to keep her with me whenever i wanted to that's, be, that's it's be really hard fun. to trust people with my my babies yeah but that i don't know it has to be like a rule or something like that i don't know yeah, that's the rule. You crazy? Yeah, no, it, it's it's very very true, and and I I love and thank you for for sharing that part of your story. And, and you know, we tell people share as much or as little as you want. Um, this is definitely the, the safe place to do that. But there's a whole nother side that that does open up. You know, how hard is it to really invest in yourself and be an entrepreneur when you're also a single parent? Because it's not just, you know, I can live on ramen noodles. For sure. You know, if I, you know, I happen to grind myself out uh, and, you know, the high sodium takes me out, I, I die doing what I, what I love to right. do. Right. But when there's that other person and that, that someone that is living in just pure vulnerability for a good portion of their life and a lot of the, the, the time with you, um, how, how were you able to manage both? Right. It is, it is challenging. I have a wonderful sister who um, mm -hmm. helped me start my business when I first started it. And she would help me a lot with my daughter because the truth of the matter is, and I'm just going to keep it real. Like, I don't want to bring my kids to work. That's just the truth. I did. I did it out of necessity, you know, mm -hmm. like right. I, I love my kids. I, I love when I'm home with them, but when I'm at work, I don't, I don't want to be with them. And yeah. that is the truth. But I also don't want to not be able to be with them if, if, if circumstances don't allow for them to be somewhere else. So um, it does. It's, it's a little scarier when you have someone else to take care of, because just like you said, you could, I could live off of ramen. But the thing is, is because I'm the kind of person who um, I'm humble and I am not afraid of hard work and I will do what it takes to take care of my children. So if that means I have to have two jobs and I have to work at Burger King to supplement my, my job, or if I have to, it doesn't matter what it is that I have to do. I know ultimately I have children to take care of. And so I'll, I'll do what I have to do for my business. But if, if I need a supplement, then I'm going to supplement, but having a community is really important. And probably the number one reason besides my age that I don't want any more children is because it's really difficult to raise kids alone. It really takes a village mm. to raise a child. And, and I often, 
and many times in my life, even now, even as of yesterday, even as of this weekend, I find myself divided, my heart divided as to how I'm supposed to spend my time. I had homework due for the, the program that I'm in. And I was at Great Wolf Lodge for the Down Syndrome weekend. I, my youngest daughter has Down Syndrome. Mm -hmm. So I was at the Down Syndrome weekend at the Great Wolf Lodge playing at the water park for mm -hmm. Saturday and Sunday, not getting my work done, you know, extending our stay for a little, for hours longer, even though I'm like, I got to get home. I got to close my pool. Like I've got a lot to do, but they are important. And it's often a struggle as to like, what, you know, do, do I have to send this email out in the middle of reading this book? Or like, can I finish reading this book and then get to my email? So, you know, it's a constant pull and you just have to Remember, like I've been taught, you have to be where you are. And so whatever's in front of my face, I try my mm -hmm. best to focus on that. And when it's my children, especially so that they don't grow up thinking like, wow, my mom cared more about her business than she cared about us. Mm -hmm. no, that again, thank you for, for that amazing share. And, you know, there's a phenomenal um, boxing philosophy of fight where you stand. You don't want to mm -hmm. think too far out. You don't want to, you know, where your feet are planted or where your feet are, are currently hovering you know, that's where you have to find it from. And when you start to take a look at that, when you start to, you know, handle some of the stuff we used to do in basic training, because the day was horrible. I just need to make it to breakfast. I just need to make it to lunch. Mm. I just need to make it to dinner. I just need to make it to, to you know, bedtime. Right. And when you, you, you start to break down your day in that type of aspect, today, I know that I have to make $150 to right. keep all this, you know, squared and right. move through. I have to, you know, from this point to this point, I need to make sure that I am maximizing that time. And hey, if I have a really good day, I've made that 150 by lunch. Right. The rest of this is bonus. I now have the ability to say I'm done for the day because I've made, I've hit my goal and now I'm going to go and, you know, invest that time in, into, into my children, you know, right. into having that moment. And, you know, as they get older, their interests start to peak and go into different directions. You know, for a while, my, you know, my oldest, we would sit and we would watch a movie or, or something together. So we have those bonding times. They're 15 now. Right. They have friends. They don't necessarily want to hang out with me as much. Right. And I'm okay with that. I know that now I've gone from a main character mm -hmm. in, you know, this child's story to a supporting cast member. And, right. you know, you have to understand, and that's where things will, will evolve or devolve to, um, you know, community, you said it before, is so super important. And you've kind of hinted through it to the entire aspect. You know, you understand now that the next evolution of you business-wise is to stop cutting hair and build the community. You said network. Network is a build, building of that community um, and helping to grow forward. You know, I know in passing conversations that we, that we have had, you know, you've, you've talked about, you know, you expanded initially, then COVID happened and you had to, you know, go smaller. But now you're also thinking about going to a whole nother state. Um, you know, what was, what is that evolution like to take that next step? Cause now you then would have to fill the chairs of the people that are going down there, right. but you also have to fill those chairs of, of the place that is looking to be established. You know, how are you looking at those different opportunities and how are you maximizing, you know, that time schedule for yourself? 
Actually, as I maximize this time on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven, myself, Prestige, and my partner in crime, the Long Island-raised Elm City Made EZ Blues is in the building. we got the great Lavina Leslie with us on Behind the Brand. Lavina, I hope I didn't tr- stop your train of thought. Go right ahead. Okay. Let me get back there. Okay, so back to- <laughs> I got it. I got it. <laughs> um, so... So yeah, our plan is to expand into Florida. And that wasn't, um, like I said in the beginning, I'm very mindful of the things that come to me. And I don't believe that many things are accidents. I don't believe that people who come into our lives are accidents. There's there's so many things that I just don't believe are by mistake. And so I had one stylist who has been asking for me to move her to Florida for the past few years. I've kind of ignored her. And then um, I'm like, she's kind of kidding. And then I had another stylist who recently said to me that in a few years she is moving to Florida and she wanted to know if um she wanted to know if I would consider opening up a second location so I was like um actually you know I'm that's a that's a really great idea and um so yeah that's what happened so we have three years and because we have three years it's a long time to plan and because we have a long time to plan I, I have um we'll be able to like map it out. And remember how I said, I'm not going to cut hair anymore. Well, I I probably will do like some pop-ups there just to kind of like build the anticipation, but that's what we're going to do over the next three years is build anticipation and slowly build it the same way that we slowly built this because this wasn't built overnight. Um, About Let me see. Maybe it's been about five years that we've been building. I've been building this team now, but it started with one member and then adding another member and then a third member. It all takes time. Yes, it does. Now, there was a plan for five salons in Connecticut at one point. There was a plan, um, but that plan is no longer. Um, so like you said, I, I did have a second location. I closed that down right. in, um, I closed that down March. Of, mm. The pandemic started 2020. I closed that down March, 2020. It had nothing to do with the pandemic and just right. everything to do the fact that I just couldn't handle two businesses, two business locations at that time. So, um, so that, so yeah, after doing that, I realized like, unless I have the right team, unless I have the right support system, I don't want to open another location because it is one thing to dream. And, and I don't count anything as a loss. I count it all as experience. Of course. And not to say, like I said, I will open up a second location in Florida and and possibly another one here in Connecticut. It just depends. It just depends on how everything goes. But again, what I do know for sure is that I, I need the right support team. Mm-hmm. I need the right people in place in order to do that. I cannot do it by myself. And that's another thing with entrepreneurship. You really have to have the right teams in place. You just got to take accountability that um, the right people with you can make you go ahead and beyond what you can imagine. Right. Um, yeah, because that, that, that's the most important part of it. Um, at, as, as we go on in the interview, um, what does it take? I mean, actually, let me just slow it down because I'm slowing my words. I, I'm got 10 million thoughts inside my head, but how big is personality within your workplace? Because I've just seen through the videos and stuff that I've seen through the Instagram with your salon and just from different reactions from customers and the great reviews about your salon that you guys have a great atmosphere, a great environment. How big is personality when it comes to CT Curly Hair Salon? 
Well, I think personality is everything yeah. when it comes to choosing a hairstylist. I mean, I don't know if it's the same for you guys as like when you pick a barber, but I think, right. you know, it's, it's, it's like, how can we connect? Mm-hmm. And the more, the older I get, the more I realize just how important how much people want to connect to other people, which is why podcasts do so well, which is why, you know, anything when it comes to like, which is why like um, reality TV, which is why anything where like somebody is letting you into their world does so well because people want to like find a connection. Mm -hmm. And that is the same thing when it comes to having a hairstylist. This is somebody that, Hopefully you'll like the results, but this is somebody you're letting touch you. You're they're touching you. You know, people don't want anyone to touch them nowadays. So like you're, you're, you're so close. They're like, you're touching their hair, you're touching their skin. Um, So you got, you've kind of got to build that, that relationship with them. But I think just making somebody feel comfortable, um, finding something to connect with them on, um, which is why like we have descriptions of different, of the different stylists on the website. Cause it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, her hair is like mine or like maybe she has a cat or, yeah. you know, maybe she's into crystals, like something that connects us and personality. And that's the same thing. Even like when it comes to my business, I found that when I, when I post myself or when I post something about my life or when I post a picture of myself, it just gets so much more attention than just like mm-hmm. a random haircut. Um, <laughs> and I always think I'm not really that interesting. I'm like the rest of you guys, like <laughs> I eat, I sleep, I dance, I, you know, have a drink, you know, I take care of my kids. Yeah. Like, I'm just like you, you're just like me, mm-hmm. but there's just something about the connection that I think is what really is what really can, you know, makes people want to come to the salon. We're warm, we're welcoming, we're friendly, we're accepting, we're accepting mm-hmm. just who people are, how they come, what, what they look like. And and with people with curly hair, a lot of us, especially if your hair is bigger and you have thicker hair, a lot of us have gone to salons and people will say like, oh, like, oh, um, mm-hmm. well, like, what do you want to, what do you want to get done? Oh, you, you have a lot of hair, yeah. you know? And mm-hmm. you're like, oh my gosh, um, I, I guess- I guess this is not okay. Mm-hmm. And so when they come into the salon, we're like, oh, your hair is so big and beautiful. They're like, oh, it is. And so <laughs> it's really nice to go somewhere where you're accepted as you are. Right. And we're only going to help you enhance what you've already got going on. And it opens those avenues for customers coming back and brand new customers seeing you guys for the very first time. But like I always say, you, you, you as you pick up signals, I'm picking up signals for my co-host right now. His finger is up. And every time his finger is up, he always <laughs> has something to say. So easy blues, go right well, ahead. You know, it's it's really, it's kind of like that extra therapy aspect of it. You have it, you know, that connection with your therapist, with your doctor, you know, with your bartender, you know, with your tattoo artist, you know, and also, you know, with your, your hairstylist, you know, or, or barber. Um, with the barber and the hair, the hairstylist, it's, you're sitting in this person's insecurities, mm. you know, and you really, it's one of the things we really do invest in the, in the show, in that gas up mm-hmm. introduction to make the guest feel at home and to feel welcome, you know, because this does get personal because you are showing a piece of your soul and I want you to feel comfortable. And I want you to know that every part of your soul is accepted before you say one word on the show. Um, and it is that similar type of um, vibe, you know, how do you guys walk through and, and again, pointed out there, you know, there was a whole documentary on it, good hair and all that, um, you know, when your people are told for so long that being different is bad, you know, 
how are you guys, you know, really focusing on nurturing that this is absolutely, I mean, your hair is stunning. Thanks. The, 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 the sun in highlights that you've got going on there and, and, and the real tight curl, like there's so, there's so much um, th amazing, in, uh, intricate, intricate, it's so intricate and so, uh, you know, flawless. And, you know, how are you giving that vibe to, you know, that woman that, or that little girl that is insecure because she doesn't see this amazingness on that, that magazine or in that TikTok, you know, thing going through. How are you doing that? How are you building that? Well, the, the first thing is, is in, in case you didn't know this about the salon, we only take curly hair clients. Mm -hmm. So we don't take anybody with straight hair. We don't mm. do any um, straightening at the salon. We don't do use a curling iron. We don't, um, we don't braid, we don't weave, we don't, we don't do anything that changes the hair, the curls. So I think that's the first step. And that's especially important when it comes to a younger person who's feeling maybe a little insecure. We get a lot of biracial children and, um, and, and oftentimes, um, some of these children can come from environments where people don't look like them. You know, they live in like the suburbs and they go to a school that's predominantly white and they walk into a place and it's like, oh my goodness, like I found my tribe. Like, these people have hair like right. me and they're happy and they're confident and they're wearing their hair and it, and they don't, they don't seem unhappy about it. And I think that's the first thing that we offer is a space where everybody has curly hair. So whether it's a little looser than yours or curlier, you know, or curlier than yours it's still like we all are part of this like oh you have curls I see you like I mm. see you and when we have little girls it's just my team my team is just really amazing when little girls come in everybody dotes on them everyone's like oh my gosh you're so beautiful I love your hair I love your dress I love your shoes and so they feel really special there and it's not even fake it's just we just love it when little girls come there and their mom or their dad or their caregiver is really encouraging them to embrace their curls. We, um, we just love that because that just means, you know, that's one less person that we have to like bring them over to the, to the light side, away from the dark, you know, one, <laughs> right. one more person growing up confident that this is the hair that they have, whether their mom has hair like them or they, or they don't have hair like them, but it's just one less person that we have to work, work with that has to, you know, learn to embrace their curls because they've already been doing it from a very young age. That's very important. Uh, you're making them stronger than they were yesterday. Just give them that little bit of appreciation when they walk through the door. That's very awesome. Um, tell me about some of the events that um, CT Curly Hair Salon has been a part of throughout this tenure you guys have been around. Right. So we... Um... We are typically um, hosting, we've done some vendor events Okay. before COVID. We would do a lot of vendor events. We would go, set up a table, sell our products, tell about the salon. Mm -hmm. And we hosted our own events. I actually, you know, think about the, the beginning stages when we would, when I first opened the Middletown location, I think it was about five years ago, right. we had a grand opening and like three people showed up. And I was okay. like, my heart was broken. And I was like, I'm never doing this again. I spent so much money on food. But after that, we had, um, we probably had four or five more events uh, before COVID happened. And they mm. were, they were really well attended and such a great turnout. And then the last two years we've done Curl Friends in the Park, which is mm. an event that we put on for just 
our curl friends to come. We have vendors. We have a great DJ. We have food trucks. It's outside. It's a vibe. And it's just like a, like a curly girl picnic. And that's what we do. I'm actually going to be a guest speaker. And I'm often, you know, invited to events where I can, you know, be a guest speaker or a host mm-hmm. or um, just something when, whenever it's like curly hair and it's around here, you know, I will get invitations to be part of those events. And I always try to take advantage of those opportunities. I have one coming up, but yeah, we're, How's um, it feel? we'll be doing, Oh, I love it so much. I love it so much. Like I told you guys, I am here for the networking. I love to talk to people and share with people and get to know people. It is, um, it's just one of my biggest blessings in life is to be able to connect with people. And I love it, which is why I, as hairstylists, like we are essential, believe it or not, even though they didn't put us the essential people, we are totally essential. And I felt during the pandemic, it was so important for me. And it was so important for these people who were able to come get their hair done with their masks on Mm -hmm. that we were able to like touch and be touched and talk to and be talked to because that's really humanity as far as, even though we're getting so far away from it in this the virtual world that we live in online, yeah. which I'm not mm-hmm. a fan of. Um, we, we, human connection is so important and I'll never get away from that. It's that hard can't to be replaced. Nine, it cannot be replaced. Absolutely. It can't be replaced at all. My, not my nine-year-old now who wants to just like, he wants a PlayStation so bad because you know, this, <laughs> this is the world that we live in. It's just yeah. like, we, we are trying to, and, and granted, I mean, video games have been around since forever. So it's not new, but it's the amount of time that we mm. now spend mm. out of reality. And so I try my best to keep, to, to keep, you know, human connection um, available for people because we're not, I mean, robots aren't going to take our job, you know, and people need, like I said, people need it. People, you, you, you don't know, or I don't know whether the next woman that's coming into the salon has had nobody hug her, nobody touch her, nobody wash her hair, nobody like rub her shoulders, you know? And so, um, yeah, I forgot the question, but, uh, human connection. Ah, no, 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 no. It's uh, so important. It's so important. I mean, we're, 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 we're alike right now because I forgot the question too, but I'm just learning <laughs> so much from you just rebuttal back and forth. Um, Easy, uh, the co-host that we have right now. Um, he has a little guideline for his kids, um, just with mm. video games and just like time awesome. restrictions. So like you have oh, yeah. to, you have to read a book. Absolutely. You have to go outside. Yeah. You have yes. to have that interaction with kids yes. because it's gonna help you out when, when you become an older adult. Because right. we're seeing more and more people right now, um, just doesn't have that human interaction, even just dating. You right. got to get an app and download right. it and just not have right. that confidence. It just kills it, you know, yeah. because like everything is just killing you inside just with sure. that self-esteem and it's just boiling down. So I can relate. I definitely can relate because back when, like when we were kids, you know, we had to go outside to introduce our friend. Now everything's right. just with a tablet. Now everybody right. has a tablet. We got nine-year-olds with cell phones and I couldn't have a cell phone until I was like 14. <laughs> so I totally get your point of view with human connection. That's important when it comes to your business too. Um, just getting, like you said before, or in the, earlier in this broadcast, getting to know more clients, um, expanding your brand. Um, nothing can beat the human face. That's the best business card available, in my opinion. But let me know a little bit more about your clients. How, where is the farthest a client has ever come to visit your salon? 
So uh, about two weeks ago, maybe yeah. two or three weeks ago, I had um, a girl who came from her second time from Maine. That That's was a five-hour drive. But um, the farthest anyone has ever come is from Maryland. And yeah, she um, she she and her husband and children drove up the night before, yeah. stayed at a hotel, and then had me do her hair in the morning. And I thought like, wow, this is, um, I'm doing the Lord's work. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how I felt like, listen, I, this is something serious. If somebody is willing to travel all this time to come and get their hair done by me. It's a great feeling. And oh, that probably feeling. gave you confidence to have those salons in Florida to oh, even explore sure. different states. If you're getting clients from Maryland and all these other, you know, places just around Connecticut, just coming right. to see you, that tells you that you're doing something outside of that box. Isn't that great? It is great. It is so, so great. I'm so grateful to be a part of this. Um, and we're, believe it or not, even though I've been in the business for 14 years, um, yeah. we're just, we're just getting, I tell people we're just getting started. And, and when, <laughs> when you talk to me in 10 years, I'm going to be like, prestige, we are just getting started. <laughs> we're just getting started. How fast did the 14 years go by? Oh my gosh. So fast. So, so fast. I won't, I won't even tell my age, but I will tell you that none of my friends had cell phones in high school. None of them. That I remember. And if they did, they were like, I don't think any of them did. None of my friends had them. All right. So how about this? We'll just say you're 27 forever. 27 forever. 27 forever. Appreciate it. As we air this show on your birthday. Yes. Happy birthday, by the way. Thank you so much. Easy blues. I see the light bulb on the top of your head. What you have to say? It's it's just it's an incredible journey to, to go on and, and to move forward and like there's more to just what you're doing from from a branding point of view than you know hair or you know you're growing into the different markets and stuff like that you know you've spoken um, before about um, kind of like giving out inspirational quotes type of thing and, and you know you made sure you had them written down and, and different um, evolutions there you're also talking about how your journey is now going from business to client to uh, to business to business and that type of evolution. Um, I, it seems, uh, I'm, I'm going to take a, a shot in the dark here, but it seems it's going to be in, into that motivational speaking type of aspect. You know, is that somewhere you're looking to go full time with? Because I kind of see, you know, one, you have the story to back it up but you also have the personality to drive that forward and to help inspire people moving forward. So when's your Ted talk and mm. you can get tickets now? That's pretty much what I'm asking. <laughs> so listen, it's so funny. Like, I feel like maybe we're kindred spirits or like you just know business <laughs> or you just know, like that's the next step of my life. Um, but for sure, that is definitely in my life. Like you said, I, I created my affirmation cards um, because on my, on my instructions, I, I share, that everything starts with our thoughts, right? But I can't help your thoughts, but I can help your words, which is why I created the affirmation cards. And, um, but I definitely want to get into um, public speaking, life coaching. That is definitely in my, 
in my plan. I think part of part of the the struggle is is because I've been doing this for so long. I've been doing hair for the 14 years, mm-hmm. moving into the neck that that sector of motivation and like you said, I mean I do have the story to back it. Um, but it's just like people know me as a curly hair expert, right? So it's like, okay, Lavina's a curly hair. Oh, oh, so now Lavina's a life coach. You know what I mean? It's like that whole like transition over and gaining the public's trust. Although I do believe not only do I have the business, but I, I also have the life experience, like anything that I will teach or share or things that I've, I've done. I'm not an imposter. I'm not a fake. Like I am who I say I am. And anything that I teach you to do or tell you to do, it's because I've done it already. And I know that it works. And like, you know, there are methods to, to living the life that you want. And essentially like shameless future plug, I do mm-hmm. want to people live the lives that they're meant to live because going into this this part of my life I realized you know they say it's like life is like a roll of toilet paper when you start to get to the end it just like starts going really really fast um but you realize at some age that at some point in your life you're like we I can't play around anymore I, I can't this is like my real life and mm-hmm. and I only get to do this one time and I want to make sure that I'm doing it that I'm living the career I want to live that I'm in the relationship that I want to be in that mm-hmm. you know I'm in the health that I want to be in because I don't have time to play anymore so yeah that is definitely in the future um and I will invite you to my TED talk because it's gonna happen I hope that TED Talk is also on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven. Myself, Prestige, with my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City Made, EZ Blues is in the building. We got the we got the great Lavina Leslie, if I can barely speak on behind the brand with us today on the show, on her birthday. Um, Happy birthday. How Thank great you. of a platform is your salon? Because you talked about earlier on this show about one of your workers that 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 you with wanted to go to Florida within you know in the foreseeable future um but how great is the platform how great have you seen people under you just grow how good of a feeling that is yeah it is it is wonderful to um interestingly enough this is don't judge me again when I um, when I opened my location on Middletown Avenue Mm -hmm. I um I was like, taking on employees is a big deal, right? Having employees, having people that you're responsible for, that yeah. you've got to accommodate their lives and their families, it's it's a lot. And I said to the Lord, I said, God, can you help me run this business? Can you help me grow this business without employees? Mm. And strangely enough, as I started to get employees and I have been able to watch them grow over the past four years, it's been my favorite part of owning this business. So <laughs> cutting hair used to be my favorite part. And now being able to right. lead a group of wonderful people who who make good salaries and are able to provide for their family mm-hmm. is is probably the, the what I have the most satisfaction about. Again, like I said, I love cutting hair, but knowing that my business provides these people's wages to like live a good life, go on vacation, you know, buy the cars that they want to buy, live in the apartments that they want to live in. And, um, just, you know, not live paycheck to paycheck. You know, I joke with one of my, one of our stylists, like I joke all the time, because if I ask her for change, like she's like, she just has twenties everywhere. She has no five. She has no singles. Like she's just twenties in her bag, twenties in her purse, twenties in her jacket. And that gives me a great sense of pride knowing that this platform has allowed her to live a life that she is happy to live, that she comes to and enjoys. And um, I couldn't be more grateful and more proud. So you're a leader, so you're a leader building future leaders. Oh, for sure. Nice, nice. Oh, I love sure. it. I love it. I definitely love it. Easy. Fingers up. What's up, buddy? 
Well, it, it, it wasn't, but I, oh, I, 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 it's a little it. lag in the Wi-Fi. Yeah. Oh, no, hey, word, word. <laughs> lag in the like Wi-Fi. This. I'm sorry. No, no, it was just here. No, but it's, that's kind of how I'm able to, to see where that evolution is going to be because, you know, it's not just a matter of gassing up, you know, the employees or networking properly to make sure your team is built around you. You know, you guys naturally hype up the person that walks into the door. You yeah. guys naturally, you know, your entire brand and branding, because it's naturally who you are, is about elevation of, uh, of an individual, whether it be the elevation of yourself, the elevation of the society around you, you know, the elevation of uh, fighting against a really incorrect standard of beauty, you know, you have embraced it, you know, moving forward. And I think that is very, very rooted in seeing the person that is supposed to be, you know, that standard beauty right next to you, not have the same type of hair and not be able to deal with that same type of um, hair that, that you have. And you then taught yourself out of the necessity to, for, to give that comfort to your sisters, you know, where you are really just, your entire life has been about, you know, gassing up the, the next individual and it is a beautiful journey. And I hope you are rewarding yourself as much as possible for that because you're, you've been changing the world moment by moment for a very long time and high five. Thank you. Thank you. And it's so, um, it's funny that you say that when in my early twenties, not, not too long ago, I, mm -hmm. um, I used to be, I used to sell Mary Kay and I'm, I have a slight obsession with Mary Kay because she, if she were alive today, you would definitely want her on her show. She was the epitome of just an amazing ethical businesswoman. Mm -hmm. Um, but one of the things I learned from her is, to treat everybody like they're important. And I think at the heart of every single business, especially service business, is kindness. And that's what I look for when I am hiring people or to bring people on the team is just how they treat other people. Because there are so many technical things, you know, like even what you guys do, like even, even what you do, like you can bring me in and you can teach me what you do. I can learn what you do because I'm teachable. But there's sure. some things that you can't teach people like kindness and, sure. um, you know, being people of integrity. So that is what I look for when I'm hiring somebody so that I know that I know that if somebody comes in the salon and mm -hmm. they don't look like everybody else or maybe they're not dressed like everybody else or like maybe they have an identity, you know, they're, they're, they identify differently. I know that the people that are on my team will never treat them differently. will never look at them differently. will never like judge them or make them feel uncomfortable because that's just who they are. That's, you know, we, we know that it is our job to treat everybody kindly and as if they're important. And that is why our business continues to grow because that is how we treat people. How has your journey inspired future female entrepreneurs? I mean, I don't, I, I'm not sure. The The one thing I can tell you is that I, the one area that I've had so many, so many women entrepreneurs reach out to me at mm -hmm. is the area of um, human resources. How, okay. I mean, I've been able, I'm able to keep my employees for the most part. I mean, yeah, there have been some who are not with me any longer, but happens. how is it that you, how is it that you keep these girls? Like, what is it that you do? And the same way that I expect them to treat our clients with kindness is the same way that I treat my, the people who are working on my team. You know, it right. is, it is always, 
Um, you know, if they're spiritual for me, it's God first family, second career, third. Mm -hmm. And for them, if they're spiritual and they put God first, but I, I don't ever expect them to put their family above my, my, their, their work. I do expect that they're going to work and be great while they're there, but their children always come first. You know, their parents come first. And for those without children, their pets are important to them. And I am always going to allow them to put the things that are important, the things that are close to their heart They are, You know, I encourage them to keep it, keep it close to them and keep it in the first the first thing, you know, the most important thing in their lives. I don't expect the curly hair salon to be like their number one priority, which is, I, I found that a lot of businesses don't necessarily, wh whether they believe it or not, they don't treat them that way. It's like, oh, your kid is sick. Well, figure that out and get your butt to work. <laughs> like yeah. That's just not how we operate at the, the curly hair salon. <laughs> um, unfortunately, as we come to a close on to the show for Behind the Brand, uh, we learned so much from you, Lavina. Um, just a little bit of words of inspiration before we go out and uh, just please plug anything you got coming up in the foreseeable future and also your social media. Please plug that for, for, for our listeners. Go right okay. ahead. Perfect. Um, so words of advice, I would say, because this is behind the brand and I imagine you're reaching business people. Mm -hmm. My, 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 as, as when I spoke to you guys in the past, I mm -hmm. mentioned that the only way you fail is if you quit. And so mm -hmm. my, my, my words of advice are to never quit, like never, never quit. And so never quitting means sometimes downgrading your dream to the most basic level you can bring it to. So for example, mm -hmm. if you're a hairstylist and you can't afford a salon, well, you do it in your kitchen until you can build enough to go to a suite and then big enough to, you can go on to the next level, but never quit. Never quit. Never quit in anything, actually. That's my words of advice. Never quit. Mm -hmm. Never quit unless it's over and you know right. it's over. But don't don't quit because of resources. Don't quit because mm -hmm. of time. Um, hold on to your dreams, whatever those dreams may be. Um, I don't have any events coming up right now, but please follow me on social. Please follow the salon on social media. You can follow me too. I'm Lavina Leslie on, on all the platforms. I'm getting ready to start a LinkedIn like a real professional. Yes. Hey. Yes. But um at CT Curly Hair Salon on Instagram, Facebook, on, uh, slash CT Curly Hair Salon. Our website is thecurlyhairsalon.com. Um, yeah, those are that's the those are the way to reach us. Lavina, thank you so much for being a part of broadcast. We appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Definitely myself, Prestige, and my partner in crime, Long Island raised, Elm City made, EZ Blues is in the building. This has been Behind the Brand on WNHH LP 103.5. Trying to figure out what it's all about Excellentialist Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know I don't know